1: everyone, and welcome to Middays. I'm your host, Gerard Gibbard, along with my good friend, uh, Rhino, on this hump day, guiding you through the middle of your day with facts, fodder, and fine music. Okay, how was the
2: birthday? Oh, wasn't too bad, uh, besides being a rather warm day and uh, half of Clinton losing power about 5.30 in the afternoon. Yesterday? Yeah. Clear blue sky out of nowhere, and boom, power goes out. I'm going, all right, I wasn't doing too much with the electricity, <laughs> so uh, what's going on here? Well, Step they got out some... back, start looking at the breakers, and neighbor comes out. Oh, yours is out too? Okay, so it's not my breakers. And then text message, 2,000 people without power. It's like, what the heck wow. happened? Well, they got some explaining to do there. Yeah, but it was back on within an hour, so it okay. wasn't too bad. All right. Hmm. Weird. Weird it was stuff. A weird.
1: weird, wild stuff, as they say, the great Johnny Carson, of course. Well, the president, he got a little problem down there at the border. Uh, he, I, it is my understanding. I'm stuttering because I, there's so much to talk about just on this one subject matter.
2: Like the fact that the Border Patrol doesn't carry whips.
1: Correct. And Vice President Kamala Harris, outside with a stupid mask on. Take your damn mask off outside. Did, did they not tell us if you're vaccinated, no more masks? That was like a reward.
2: It's kind of the whole point of it. Why are we still doing it? To get back to normal.
1: Oh, okay. Well, Kamala, with that stupid mask on outside... She says that it's very disturbing, the scenes at the border. How much time has she spent there? About two hours, maybe, since she was named the border czar? Maybe? Oh, it's very disturbing. It's not who we are. Here's the question I have, folks. Is there anybody left in Haiti? Are they all at the border or in the country now, right? Because they're just being dispersed, is my understanding, inside the country.
2: Oh, yeah. I saw a couple tweets from different people on flights this morning with uh, people that they were talking to from Haiti being relocated to Florida, Georgia, and Washington. Unbelievable. Do we
1: know their vaccination status?
2: Did not see that.
1: How about whether or not they're infected?
2: Did not see that either.
1: What if you're a, a citizen of America traveling to and from the country? Would you have to prove your vaccination status or your infection status?
2: To get on a plane? I think so, don't you?
1: think so. But not if you just waltz across the border illegally. I, you know, should maybe it not be a requirement for those folks? Cross it over? First, they shouldn't be doing it, period. Let's let's be honest. They're not entering this country legally. We should not be surprised. Joe Biden made it clear, as did every Democrat, I believe, that ran in the primary, that they favored open borders. It's not who we are. We don't close our borders. We're not a sovereign nation. Perish that thought. So, this is a big old dang problem. And honestly, regardless of what folks may think about Fox News, you hear various opinions. The fact is, they still like way dominate in the ratings. That's just a fact. And I I find the criticism often to be unfair, in my view. But, the point I'm trying to make is, Without them, I'm not sure we'd even know. We certainly wouldn't have the images that we have that are being circulated. Recall last week, the FAA issues a TFR, that's a temporary flight restriction, that prohibited Fox News' drone. We talked about this yesterday, I know, from operating in the area and providing those images, that video of the overpass in del rio texas which looked like a small city unto itself the mass of people and they squawked about it did the news channel and and so the tfr was lifted and now we have images i don't think we'd know but this is the problem with try. i believe the problem with Left-leaning policy, you're automatically, obviously, in conflict with the right. Ninety-nine point nine 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 percent of the time, I don't know that there's anything as we've talked about on the program where there is alignment. But now you've got somewhat of a deep divide on the left. You've got some on the left, especially those in the in the uh, in those areas of Texas, local Democrat leaders, elected leaders. This is ripping their towns apart. I'm hearing reports that folks, citizens in some of those areas are having to go to other cities further away from the border within Texas for medical care because the medical institutions and the health care systems are overwhelmed with illegals. Now of course me even referring to them as illegals is a politically a political correct violation, a violation of political correctness. Let me restate that, right? I could get canceled by the left for that.
2: I'm just waiting on the demolition man little machines on the wall to wherever you cuss or say something politically incorrect it gives you a ticket.
1: <laughs> Don't give them any dang ideas,
2: please. Oh, that's not a new idea. That's been around that's almost as long as I have. That's true. So yesterday, I think we may have some sound here.
1: Yesterday, the president, he's over there talking with all these other nations at this UN event. And, and when he's done, like he always does, just walks away. And the reporters start firing questions at him about this crisis, this Humanity crisis at the border. Here's what he had to say.
3: Mr. President, what's your reaction to the images from the southern border? Get it under control. Get it under control, or you have it
4: under control. We will get it under
5: control. <laughs>
1: So first, I would say the fact that if you heard that, folks, he said to the answer to that question, what's your, what's your answer, I believe? What's your, how are you going to address the situation? What's your before? reaction to reaction. the images coming from the southern border? Thank you, Rhino. Uh, and he said, we're going to get it under control. And of course, before he said that, it, he said it with a stupid mask on and nobody could understand him. And the, the reporter said, wait, did you say it is under control? And he says, no, we're going to get it under control. We will get it under control. We will get it. That was his precise quote there. Well, does that not acknowledge it's not under control? Is that a chink in the old armor? Is that an indictment of Vice President Kamala Harris? She's in charge. You know... If I, as a leader, a manager of, of someone who reports to me, and I guess technically the vice president doesn't report to the president. I don't know how the what the org chart looks there, but certainly on this matter she does because she was assigned this responsibility, and therefore she is accountable to he or she who assigned it. To her. In this, this case, it was the president. But if a leader has to go out publicly and say, Well, I got to get it under control, or we will get it under control, I, I, to me, that suggests the person I assigned to handle this task is failing at it.
2: She Duh. was assigned as the border czar 182 days ago. She's visited the border once in the middle of June.
1: Well, she's failing at it, fairly blatantly. I don't think there is any question about that. But the folks on the left, the far left, the radical left, we got to open it up even more. Not only that, we've got to we've got to extend all of the benefits and the bounty and the assets of this country to those who enter it illegally. Yet, crime is still surging between American citizens in America's major cities. Mom on that. And Afghanistan, he said nothing about that yesterday. We're getting fired up here on Middays. We got Brad White, the executive director of MDOT, coming in at 11.05, and Mitch Tyner at 12.05. Stay with us. We'll be right back.
5: To Whip It!
6: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Moving through your day, sunny skies and cooler, high near 78. Tonight, clear skies and cool, low around 54. Your Thursday, sunny skies, high near 78. Thursday evening, clear skies, low around 53. And for your finally Friday, sunny conditions, high near 80 degrees.
8: Football season is here, and Jersey Mike's in Madison would like to celebrate with you. From hand-sliced cold cuts to mouth-watering cheesesteaks made to order with gluten-free and veggie options, too. Stop in and see why we are a sub above the rest. To celebrate the season, we invite all Madison Central Jags students to come by our Madison store on Highway 51 and receive 15% off on Mondays and Tuesdays from 5 to 7 p.m. Choose the winning team with Jersey Mike's in Madison.
0: Now the talk that keeps Mississippi talking. Now, now, now on to the real
3: part.
10: Dino Mike.
0: on Super Talk Mississippi.
10: my eyes saw a pretty little thing approaching me. She said i never seen a man who looks so all alone. Could you use a little company? If you pay the right price, your evening will be nice and you can go and send me on my way. Welcome
1: back. It's Middays with Gerard. Rhino holding down the fort back there amongst all the equipment that makes all this happen. We're just talking about this situation at the border and of course the president just comes on the tube here in the studio live and says we must focus on donating vaccines to the world forget about that border forget about afghanistan forget about inflation forget about crime
2: in fairness you don't want to get the chinese vaccine yes true what's happening there they're having some problems. Oh well, I mean, India is just about had it with China because all the vaccines that China sent India to use, about a third of them worked. And Australia, before they had the the trade cut off from China, they were none too happy about the efficacy of the Chinese vaccine they were getting as well. Hmm. Well. So yeah, if we could get some in their hands, that would uh that would bolster our allies in the region. In a time when China is becoming more and more aggressive.
1: Well, they see the door wide open with the weak, feckless leadership we have in this country. By the way, at this in his speech yesterday, what was the event? The UN something or another, wasn't it? Yeah, My, it
2: was his speech to the UN the the yearly deal where he updates his approach to the UN and and their mission and pretty sure he even wants to rejoin the Human Rights Council he does the G- UN General Assembly just hit me. yeah anyhow I didn't hear him say
1: anything about China the Chinese threat and just calling attention to that on the world stage. And, and the other bad actors across the world, the situation in Afghanistan, the possibility there of more terrorism brewing, targeting the
2: West, nothing. It was just... Or the potentially thousands of Americans still left in country. Yeah,
1: and so I also heard that of those who have immigrated from Afghanistan, that was really a weak Hearing yesterday, someone from, I believe, the Secretary of State's office. Three percent? We know the identity of three percent? Three percent. Oh, they're just coming in and we're treating them like kings. This is idiotic, what's going on. It really is. But rather than the president leaning into the issues that I think Americans are concerned about, such as the border, such as Afghanistan, all about climate change, a bunch of platitudes and vaccinations and all that stuff. It it was just pandering to the global community there with the UN. And The left-wing media, of course, is praising it on the basis that Trump was so disliked by the international community. You know what? I think I want the international community, to a great extent, to dislike the leader of this country. That means that the leader is asserting this country's rightful position is the global dominant power and you countries that are lagging well get your act together that's why you've gone full freaking socialist on us then you wonder why are we so far down but what are we doing in America we're headed in the direction they are we're trying to be more like them I don't want to be like them I don't like what I see It's not who we are. You know you're in trouble when you hear that garbage. We have to reimagine. (laughs) Reimagine my rear. But nothing. It's starting to aggravate the press. You've probably seen this. But now, White House reporters have filed a formal complaint against Biden. The, the White House press pool for refusing to answer questions from the American media about the multitude of crises that have evolved since this guy's been in office. He met, you know, with President, excuse me, Prime Minister Modish Johnson in the Oval Office. And uh, this is after he made them kind of mad. They weren't happy about the way the Afghanistan situation was handled, were the Brits. And they met. They talked about a lot of stuff. And there there were attempts to get some information, to ask some questions of the president about the border situation. and You couldn't figure out what the heck he said. It was indiscernible.
2: This is really, it's really rich, though, that the the press are getting upset that President Biden won't answer questions when this is the same press that throughout the entire campaign last year were totally fine with Biden calling a lid at 1130 in the morning. It's true. That's absolutely no true. No problems at all when he wants to go back to his bunker and take a nap. Hmm. As long as he gets him elected. That's absolutely Because true. orange man bad. <laughs> well,
1: I don't know if you folks have ever read anything published by Vox, V-O-X.
2: They're about as good as BuzzFeed. <laughs> they
1: are a left-leaning news or I guess you could call it news organization let's call it media
2: they're a media platform that started off with just like BuzzFeed here take this quiz and we'll tell you which Ninja Turtle you are
1: yes and they try to disguise it you ever notice they like well you read it say well I'm not sure but so they have they published an article a couple of days ago why Biden's approval numbers have sagged explained by an expert at Vox The COVID-19 resurgence, (laughs) I know it is funny, and chaotic Afghanistan withdrawal have fueled a 10-point drop. But of course, what do they do? They talk about Trump in the article. (laughs) President Donald Trump, you might recall, sunk below 40% approval in the late summer of the fall and fall of 2017 after he pushed an unpopular bill to repeal Obamacare that fell by a single vote. And then he, then he defended white supremacists who rallied in Charlottesville. That's to what they attribute the drop in Trump's approval ratings. <sighs>
2: it's not even a full, whole truth.
1: Clearly, Trump was in a worse position four years ago. (laughs) God, dog. It's just incredible. But clear-eyed people, even in the Democrat Party, they're taking note of this key indicator. And that is that Biden's approval ratings are down in six critical swing states, which is where the election, certainly for president, is won and lost. And to a great extent... Uh, that typically aligns and corresponds with the midterm outcome. So in Arizona, Florida, Georgia, North Carolina, Pennsylvania, and Texas, his poll numbers there lag behind his disapproval ratings by 10%. I think the key there is Arizona... North Carolina and Pennsylvania, certainly Arizona, vote gate, right?
2: Yeah, overnight, all of a sudden, millions of votes showed up out of nowhere. <laughs> I
1: I don't know. Maybe uh, there's optimism. I'm going to be optimistic about this. I think folks are waking up. We're going to step aside right here. We'll come right back with more on Middays. We got a giveaway today? I think, I think so. I think so. We'll check it. Stay with us.
8: You'll feel like you just scored a touchdown with the savings we're offering on every new and pre-owned monster in stock. Get zero percent financing for thirty-six months on all new monsters. That's zero percent on every new monster in stock. Plus, get your first year of oil changes on us with every new monster purchase. no false starts when it comes to your credit approval. Our team of credit specialists are here to get you approved. No matter your past credit history, 100% credit approval is our number one goal. Have a trade-in? Bring it in, and we'll give you top dollar for it, even if you don't buy a vehicle from us. And buy with confidence with a 20-year, 250,000-mile powertrain warranty. So come in today because we're blitzing the competition and saving you big. Monster of Jackson, where nobody walks away because everybody sings. Our own new state facility is located at 5397 nine fifty-five Frontage Road North
11: in Jackson. Call 991-2222 today. Monsterofjackson.com. With your for details. Research shows moving is one of life's most stressful events. But thanks to two men and a truck, Ridgeland, it doesn't have to be. We have everything you need. A professional team who will customize your move, a schedule to fit your convenience Monday through Saturday,
13: I'm Andy Davis, and you're listening to Supertalk Mississippi News. Jackson County Sheriff's investigators have identified the skeletal remains of a woman found in 1977. After 44 years, the woman known as Escatopa Jane Doe has been identified as Clara Birdlong. Investigators believe she was murdered by the late serial killer Samuel Little, who died last December. Clara Birdlong was born in 1933 in LaFleur County. To see more on the story, visit Supertalk.fm. And earlier this month, the Mississippi Department of Corrections took over the Marshall County Correctional Facility. Commissioner Burl Kane said maximum security inmates have been removed, but staffing is an issue.
14: It has about 695 inmates in it now. We cut the numbers so that we could match that up with the number of employees we've been able to hire. We're hiring really hard as we can, and our jobs are really good. We're making progress, and we're paying overtime, a lot overtime, because we're short. They're hosting a job fair at the prison
13: Saturday at 10.
15: Trustmark, people you trust, advice that
16: works. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Hey,
17: it's Richard Cross from Sports Talk Mississippi, and I want to tell you about something new on the show. You know how much we love to grill and how much we love to talk about it. You're the exact same way, and so are our friends at Polk's Meat. So now every Friday at 520, we'll have some fun with Food Fridays presented by Polk's Meat. We'll talk about our favorite way to grill their delicious Polk's Original, Polk's Cajun, and Polk's Garlic and Green Onion Sausages,
0: as well as other... It. it is on! On Super Talk Mississippi. Uh-huh. Well, it's you and me, baby. No one else we could trust will say
18: no.
1: Welcome back, everyone. Middays with Gerard. Rhino in the studio. Rhino, you're off tomorrow, right?
2: That's correct.
1: And for a couple of days?
2: Yeah, tomorrow and Friday. Awesome. We'll be back Monday. Yeah. You got big plans for that? Not particularly. I'm just going to enjoy not having such a rigid structure to my day. <laughs> rigid structure? <laughs> I well, I mean, that. the the music starts and the lights have to come on by a certain time.
1: Correct. That's the one thing I've learned about this uh, this gig. It don't wait for you, does it? Oh no, no, no. no.
2: <laughs> oh, I'm,
1: can't make no,
2: it. I, I, I'm, I'm stuck in traffic, and somebody's got to be in this chair. I'll admit I've cut it close a couple of times. You you
1: could probably tell. I I get on the air. I'm kind of breathing hard. You know? <laughs> 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 running up the ramp.
2: I've gotten a lot better about my mornings the The more I've matured a little bit and gotten a little older, although I don't feel any older today than I was yesterday. Yeah. But uh, I used to get up, get a shower, get on the road, and get here with just the right amount of time. Yeah. And now I, I try to take things a little slower, a little easier in the mornings. Well, good. That uh, That'll pull your stress level down, right? By the way, I've got to limit the number of grays in my beard. <laughs>
1: I'm way past that point.
2: <laughs>
1: oh, there are more. Oh, Iowa. Looking at it on the screen 31% approve, 62% disapprove up there in Iowa. So, one of the things to keep in mind is that we got the midterms coming up in 2022, of course. Every two years it rolls around. Everyone in the House of Reps got to run again. And the the margin, the, the balance of power, the Democrats have the slightest of majorities. That, you know, that stays confusing, by the way. I tried to find this morning exactly where that stands, because there are some open seats. There are 435 seats in the House of Representatives that by law, and and, and I believe it requires, I know it does, it requires law to change that number. It's been that way for quite some time. Anyhow, the total number seated right now in the House, it it, it kind of vacillates somewhat because you have special elections. And there's been some attrition. I think there's even been a couple of deaths, if I'm I'm not mistaken, in this Congress, the 117th. So I've been thinking that the balance of power was uh, the edge to the Democrats by 8, 220 to 212. But this morning I heard a report on the way in about the Democrats having a uh, essentially a three seat, not a three seat majority, but if they lose three seats, legislation couldn't pass, which would indicate that the delta of the, uh, the balance power is quite low, uh, smaller, much narrower. So I'm looking for that. I thought it was eight, which means that they could lose five, couldn't lose but four. in in an eight-seat majority. But this morning I heard three. So it could be some attrition, something going on there. I'm fairly certain that the House is not presently populated with the total 435. I think there's still some outstanding seats.
2: Well, let's see. I'm looking at the seniority list. Okay. And there are 432 so three are missing. Right. So there's three vacancies. Yeah. The latest seated House member is Congressman Jake Elzey yep. from Texas 6th District, was seated July 27th of this year. Okay. All right.
1: So 432. What's the balance of
2: power, though? What, what are the... Uh there the, are 220 Democratic okay, voters. That's what I saw. 212 yeah. Republican voters, okay. and there are still three vacancies. Okay, so it
1: is eight. So yeah. the report I heard this morning said three could lose three, but uh, how does that work? How, what's the tiebreaker? You see, and so the problem is in this case with 432. Said you got an even number, and the delta is eight. So. I'm not sure what happens in the case of... I, I, I want to say for that in the case of a tie, measures don't pass. I think that's the case in I the House. I think that's the case in the House, right? So anyhow, it's it's incredibly tight, let's put it that way. It has been since uh, this Congress was seated. And the point with respect to the midterms is won't take very many swinging in the other direction... In terms of Republicans taking
2: control of the House, of that chamber. The three vacancies as far as I can tell. Yeah. Are as of March tenth of this year. Marcia Fudge, Democrat from yep. Ohio's eleventh district. Okay. The special election to replace her will be on November second. Okay. Then you have Florida's twentieth district. Alcee Hastings passed away on April 6th uh, from pancreatic cancer, and a special election will be held on January 11th of next year. And then another one from Ohio is the 15th District of Ohio. Congressman Steve Stivers, a Republican, resigned in May, May 16th, Okay, and a special election will be held November 2nd to fill that role. Okay, so how many Democrats and Republicans are there? Uh, that was two Democrats two and, and one, one That's
1: what I thought. Okay. Well, uh, here's the deal, though. When you see a state like Iowa, and I think there's at least one district, maybe two, that are high-profile targets for Republicans that they believe they can flip because I think there's a couple there, or, or there, it, really across the country, there are a number of districts where Biden is polling underwater but the district is represented by a Democrat. That's what they pay attention to big time, obviously. So we'll see what happens. And here's the question, though. we got a year and a month left in change. Does that situation improve for the Democrats or the Republicans? It's a question I'm going to ask Mitch Tyner, by the way, who will be on with us later. But what do you think? I mean, do you see the border situation getting
2: better? That's a high profile item. Well, look at how quickly the honeymoon ended for the Biden administration.
1: Yep. Of course, this goofy Vox reporter is, you
2: know, trying to
1: project on oh, that. Yeah. I mean, it'll the, get spun and,
2: and misappropriated, and people yeah. will take things out of context and stretch and spin all they want to, but. As quickly as things have turned south for the Democrats and the Biden Harris administration, you'd think that pendulum can swing in the opposite direction just as quickly. It can,
1: and and I would if they have start
2: to bring out helicopter money, or actually no, no question down and do something about student loan debt, or actually do something worthwhile about the border. Agree.
1: The other thing, however, that could derail that any any improvement as a result of that, as far as as polling is concerned, is something, God forbid, coming out of Afghanistan. Anything that emanates from Afghanistan, his name's all over it. It is attached to it. There's no chance that doesn't happen as far as attaching his name to it. So uh, looking looking at a report on the screen right now, (laughs) The headline, media's fawning over Biden in the rearview mirror. <laughs> Agree. Let's see here. Uh, on the uh, C Spire text line, got a question, Scott and Rankin County. Is that the same six states? Talking about those six states that are seeing a decline in poll numbers, swing states, that, that uh, he cheated to win. You know, I... I, I'm going to continue to suggest to our audience to not focus on, well, he really won. There's no problem. They cheated. Otherwise, they got no chance. I, I first of all, I believe there were voting irregularities. I'm not in the camp that says, no question without those, Trump wins. I personally don't believe that. I, I'm not in that camp. And I know a lot of people would,
2: would take exception to that, and that's fine. But I know this. I just haven't seen large enough numbers to convince me. Correct.
1: Uh, and, again, we went through this a couple of weeks ago. Even in 16, I mean, it was razor thin. It's, it's not like this overwhelming mandate from the population. And yeah, in that's fact, why it
2: was so surprising for Trump to beat Hillary is because Trump had one road to victory.
1: Yeah, and he got and it. He, he carved out that path. But it was by the slimmest of margins. And still lost the popular vote by what, four and a
2: half million or so. so Seems like that number keeps going up the farther away from it we get. I know. Maybe I, We'll have to look it up. I'll get it for sure.
1: We'll take a break right here and we'll come back. Don't forget, Brad White joins us after the 11 o'clock break. Stay with us. Want to take-
0: No drip roofing and
6: construction online at nodripms.com. Whatever Mother Nature dishes out, no drip roofing and construction can take care of it. 601-371-1051. 601-371-1051. 601-371-1051. Are you
19: having sewer and drain problems? Call the experts. Roto-Rooter. Since 1934, Roto-Rooter Plumbing has been fixing small home disasters. Mention this ad for $25 off any service. Call Roto-Rooter, 601-353-3333. That's 601-353-3333.
12: Call Roto-Rooter, that's the name. Got a wink who troubles down the drain. Roto-Rooter.
19: Hi, I'm Dr. Will Umflett with Capital Dental. We at Capital Dental want you to be confident in a bright and healthy smile that you can be proud of. We provide teeth whitening to brighten your smile. Book your appointment today at capitaldentalinc.com. Capital Dental located in Northeast Jackson on Lakeland Drive.
20: This is the opening Agri Market report. The opening of the New York Cotton Exchange to Center of cotton was up 74 to 9078. March cotton was up 60 to 8994. The open of the Chicago Board of Trade November soybeans were up eight cents to twelve eighty-two and a quarter per bushel. January soybeans were up eight and a half to twelve ninety-one and a quarter per bushel. December corn was up six cents to five twenty-three per bushel. March corn was up five and a half to half per bushel. At the mercantile, December live cattle was up forty-five to one twenty-eight twenty-five. February live cattle was up sixty-seven to one thirty-two fifteen. November feeders up 50 to 157.45. January feeders up 57 to 158.40. And at this hour, the Dow Jones is up 371 points, 34,291. I'm Dixon Williams, and this is Super Talk, Mississippi Agrinews news Network.
10: Where has the Pioneer Audio Tour taken me today? Well, this is the first time it's taken me outside the continental U.S., I'm at Pioneer's Trade Integration Facility in Puerto Rico. We're about a mile away from the coast and, um, hmm, I can smell the sea. I'm going inside one of the dozen or so greenhouses that make up the complex. A lot of trade integration happens here in Puerto Rico because the warm weather provides four growing cycles of corn per year, so new ideas can get to farmers quickly. It's a very important step in the pipeline. Once traits are incorporated into a new corn or soybean line, they can protect the plant and its yield potential against stressors like insects and herbicides. The Trait Integration Facility in Puerto Rico, another place that makes Pioneer, Pioneer. You'll hear more from me later. For now, let your local Pioneer sales representative hear from you.
21: The folks to the Capital City metro area. love to have you join me tomorrow morning, 6 till 9, Gallo Show. We'll start your day the informed way. Super Talk Mississippi
0: 97.3. You know what that means. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. We'll do it live. On Super
4: Talk Mississippi. And during the moments that we have left, we
0: want to talk
3: right down to us in a language that everybody here can easily Andrew... understand.
1: Everyone midday's. Like uh, Will Joe Biden ever be able to win the Democratic primary in a few years? That on the ceasefire text line from Jeff. That's a good question. I don't know. I I I still. What did he do to win it this time? <laughs> yeah, he was a prop. He was a stoolie.
2: He just stood there while everybody else attacked each other. Yeah, pretty much. Uh. Except Kamala went after him on busing and segregation. That little girl was me. Remember that? (laughs) And then wound
1: up being his VP. Yeah. Well, and remember, he he even said uh, that it would be a female person of color. Doesn't matter their qualifications. I'm so sick of that crap. So sick of it. I read an article this morning from a publication from my industry, from the IT industry. And the, the focus on the market was about diversity in IT. Less than one in five Fortune 500 CIOs, that's Chief Information Officer, identify, identify now, not biologically, identify as women. That's the headline of the article. This was published yesterday. Well, the problem is, maybe that's because they weren't the most qualified for the various positions. Everything is explained and rationalized when you see those sorts of disparities, numeric disparities. It's always some bias at the root of it. Maybe, who knows? Maybe there are not as many applicants. You cannot jump to that conclusion. You just can't. You've got to know more.
2: That's why it's always funny to try to apply their logic to extreme situations. Like, why aren't there more female crab fishermen in the <laughs> Arctic Circle? <laughs> it's precisely right. I, precisely. It's you know, disproportionately I, male. <sighs>
1: I, and you could, of course, conduct the same analysis across a broad spectrum of industries and occupations, and it doesn't mean there's implicit bias. that You just cannot jump to that. You look at a set of numbers on a piece of paper, so that's bias. It's, it's uh, misogynist, it's racist, I, it's xenophobic, whatever the hell all the various uh, adjectives, adverbs are there. Nouns in that case, it depends on how you, the context in which you use it. But CIOs who identify as female also have shorter tenures than their male counterparts. Okay, is it got something to do with discrimination? Because that's what they're suggesting here.
2: The it barriers could be argued that's the opposite of discrimination because that means they're moving on to bigger and better things faster. Absolutely. The barriers
1: leading to the gender gap are well documented from sexual harassment and discrimination at industry events to lack of opportunities in professional development. I got to tell you, I bet in my career I went to 250 industry events. I miss it, honestly. And I'm talking gigantic events. I'm talking Network World and Interop where there are 100,000 people descending on Vegas, Atlanta, to uh, manufacture events, Cisco Systems, people from all over the damn world. I mean, eight, ten thousand 10,000 of them, and they have it at a different place, different uh, city and venue in North America. I never saw any of this. Maybe I'm just too busy trying to figure out how to make my business better, make money, and make my people more successful. Maybe that's on me. I just, I just never saw it. 33 years of it. I never saw it. I I just never saw it. I mean, I don't know what else to say. I'm not that much of a prude, and I'm not that naive, and I'm pretty clear-eyed about stuff. And I'm not saying it doesn't happen. I just never saw it. I don't see it. They, they they present this as if, oh, that's why we can't get any women, where they're all being sexually harassed. And that's terrible. That should not happen. And people that do that, they need to pay the consequences, and their butts got to be fired. Don't worry. Don't. I get it. And lack of opportunities in professional development. I just don't see it. I didn't say, well, let's don't send them to school and training and get, oh, they're female. Why would I do that? I want them to make money for me. Therefore I want them to be trained. That's just nuts. And I think I'm consistent with my peers. We got Brad White coming up after the news here. Stay
0: with us.
22: I'm not worried.
10: I'm happy.
16: A move. President Biden's just announced a plan to help vaccinate 70% of the world's population. Fox's Rachel Sutherland with the details. The U.S. is planning to buy 500 million more Pfizer doses to share with nations around the globe. The move comes after President Biden called on the world community at the U.N. to work together to end the pandemic.
0: Our shared grief is a poignant reminder that our collective future will hinge on our ability to recognize our common humanity.
19: Former
16: President Trump taking a family member to court.
19: The former president sues his niece, Mary Trump. The New York Times and three of its reporters over an article in 2018 about his finances. Trump is seeking at least $100 million in damages from Mary Trump and the Times.
16: Fox's CJ Papa and a drive-by shooting at a school bus stop in Kentucky has left one student dead, at least two others hurt. America's listening to Fox News.
11: Visit com for a free, no-obligation estimate.
13: I'm Andy Davis, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Five-year-old Hinton Kenneth Dean of Center Hill in Lauderdale County has been found, and authorities say he's safe. Hinton was last seen Tuesday around 6, walking with two Golden Retrievers. We'll have more details as they become available. And Governor Tate Reeves said when the House and Senate reach an agreement on medical marijuana legislation, he will be willing to look at it and call a special session.
7: We're not quite there yet. A bill becoming law is a complicated process, and typically you have a committee hearings and committee discussion, and then it goes through one chamber. And in essence, what we're doing now is all of these things are occurring, but it's not costing the taxpayers any money. And so we're certainly making uh, progress, but we're we're not at a point where... Uh, a special session is
18: uh, immediate.
13: Voters overwhelmingly supported the Medical Marijuana Initiative 65 last year, but it was struck down by the state Supreme Court, saying the initiative process is unconstitutional. I'm Andy Davis.
4: Are you looking for a contractor for your new home or remodel? Go licensed. Unlicensed contractors may try to convince you that pulling your own permit can save you money, but they may do shoddy work or, in some cases, no work at all, costing you far more in the long run protect yourself and your investments by comparing estimates from three licensed contractors. Remember, go licensed. For more information, contact the Mississippi State Board of Contractors at msboc.us. Hello, Archie Manning here.
14: When you grow up in a town like Drew, you understand once a Mississippian, always a Mississippian. I love this place and care about what happens here. Our doctors are telling us 95% of new hospital patients who have COVID did not get vaccinated. We know the vaccine works, but only if you get it. It's easy and it works. Please get vaccinated, my friends, and stay healthy.
13: Sponsored by Delta Health Alliance. Go to getyourshotms.org. A bill to suspend the debt ceiling has passed the U.S. House along party lines. Congressman Michael Guest voted against the
4: legislation. Nancy Pelosi and the Democratic Party are tying the suspension of the debt limit to the continuing resolution which would keep the government funded. By the Democrats' decision to tie these two together, this greatly increases the chance of a potential government shutdown.
13: The bill now moves to the Senate, where it's expected to receive significant Republican opposition. And the labor shortage continues to be a cause of concern for small businesses. State Director of the Federation of Independent Business, Don McVeigh, details the current situation in Mississippi.
15: Usually it runs about 20% of our members telling us they have trouble finding qualified workers. And right now it's still ranging around 50%.
13: Mississippi's unemployment rate is around 6%, according to McVeigh, while Alabama and Arkansas are down around 3%. For Super Talk Mississippi News, I'm Andy Davis.
21: Here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning 6 to 9 Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk
0: Jackson 97.3. Get ready, get ready to go beyond the headlines and join a meaningful conversation with people from around the state. You're listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Here on Super Talk, Mississippi.
1: Welcome back, everyone, Middays with Gerard and Rhino in the studio on this hump day. Joining us now, Brad White, the Executive Director of the Mississippi Department of Transportation. Morning, Brad. Good to see you, my friend. Good morning. Good to be here. Well, how long have you been over there in that role now? Just shy of three months. Okay. Uh, and that's uh, glad you could come on and give us kind of an update. You, you've settled in.
14: Yeah, it's been very fun. You know, I started out there about 20 years ago. Yeah, went was to aware work for of that. Dick Hall. Yeah, so in a lot of ways, it was kind of like going home. Um, it was always a enjoyable place to be. A lot of really fine people, and uh, just a good environment to work in. So I'm glad to be back.
1: Well, I think it was uh, a good move. I think well, uh, I'm glad you're in that position. Uh, I think it, uh, it, as you know, it's. Uh, a lot of money flows through there. Yeah. It's, a, it's a big agency, and it. Uh, I think it's fair to say it touches every Mississippian and yeah. folks that come through Mississippi, so it's important to have good
14: leadership there. Yeah, $1.2 billion annual budget. Right. Um, one of the larger state agencies of the state, just shy of 3,000 employees. Wow. Um, certainly our transportation system is one of the core functions of government, so it's very important, very important to use the resources we have wisely. um uh, try to keep everything up to par
1: sure and we should explain uh, Brad because I uh, I'm not sure if uh, folks are fully aware of how the funding mechanisms in the state work but the 1.2 billion, uh, that funding uh, is in that fund is separate from the general fund
14: it 's primarily uh, i mean it 's a special fund agency right. the Department of transportation is it 's primarily uh, fuel tax revenue, yeah about half of it roughly comes from the federal government in way of reimbursements from the fuel tax uh, We receive another three hundred and eight i think million dollars from state funds that are fuel tax and then there 's other fees and taxes that are associated in that comes. Uh, that's added into that, and then uh, recently the legislature's given 80 million a year in lottery money. that right. You're familiar with. Yep. Then all of those things added together, you arrive at around 1.2 billion in revenue.
1: So, are how are revenues uh, looking for the fiscal year? Well, if we're about to. Of, we just ended a fiscal year. Now we're in a new fiscal year about three months into it. Yeah, how are we we're, looking?
14: We're projecting the same. MDOT's had about the same budget for okay. some time. You know, uh, the revenue stream, as you know, has been somewhat flattened. Um, that's one of the discussions I'm hopeful that we can have is how – what type of mechanism do we want in place to fund our transportation infrastructure? Sure. Um, I think that, you know, the first things you look at is within the agency and within the system itself, and how can monies be spent more wisely? We have roughly uh, $25 million of fuel tax a year that goes to non-transportation-related hmm. uh, issues. Is
1: that by um, statute?
14: By statute. Other state agencies uh, receive some, things like beaver control, money that goes to hmm. Department of Development, uh, of Mississippi Development Authority, to help provide hmm. for... Um, Um, Welcome centers, things like that. Yeah. Um, So I hope that we can have a meaningful discussion with our legislative leadership and how we're funded and looking at how more of that money might can be put to to true transportation infrastructure needs. And then other efficiency measures from fleet management to whether or not we want to have welcome centers. Do we, should that be something that's privatized? You know, all of those type of things uh, that could result hopefully in cost savings in the way that we operate. And yeah. That money go to more traditional needs of the infrastructure.
1: Who are our our committee chair on the house and senate side
14: representative charles busby uh from jackson county yeah chairs uh the house committee of transportation and then senator jennifer branning from neshoba county chairs the senate committee and, and both i believe are i'm almost certain i'm right on this both serve on appropriations in the respective chambers okay. and handle our appropriations bills okay. and chair the authorizing committee
1: do you have any particular legislative priorities, or, or anything that uh, you're sort of stacking up and planning to work with them on? Well, the Friday,
14: Friday, we give our um, budget proposal to the Legislative Budget Office. Uh, make that. To the committee that uh, Lieutenant Governor Hosman chairs, Uh, we've been in conversations with Senator Branning, Chairman Busby, about things that we just mentioned about maybe some of the funds that's been diverted out of fuel uh, tax for non-transportation related items. Uh, Maybe we should look at those things being funded from the general fund and allowing that money to be directed to pure transportation type projects. Um, Excuse me. Mm -hmm. There was a couple of years ago the legislature uh, through law. Uh, mandated that the state auditor Shad White conduct a performance audit of MDOT. Uh, that was done. I've been reviewing uh, a document about that thick. Uh, happy to say, by and large, it it showed MDOT in a very positive light. There obviously were a lot of areas identified where efficiencies can be made. Sure. Uh, many of which, or most of which, would require some type of legislative fix that would okay. allow us to do things like that. So we're pulling all of those out and plan to provide that to our legislative leadership to show them how they can help us better manage a more efficient uh, agency. To give you an example, uh, Alabama DOT is pretty much uh, has a notoriety around the state, around the nation, as doing the best with their fleet management. When I say fleet, I'm not talking about just trucks or a car you may see, but the dump trucks, the bucket trucks, any type of equipment that would have a tag and title that would follow into that. In Mississippi, you know, we run everything until it's just... In yeah. the ground, Yep. Alabama has a different system to where they try to buy things, use them, and then get rid of them while they still have a value that could be put to the replacement, and then saving the cost on mechanics and other types of issues like that. Yeah. And it's a model that's been tried and true, and something that might be worth us looking into to determine if we wanted to try to go to that. Uh, obviously, shrinking the size of that fleet on any you know underused or unneeded. Uh, vehicles would play into that. But little things like that that I think overall, if you made those type of tweaks, uh, our intention would hopefully be that it would free up some money that we uh, wouldn't otherwise have.
1: I, I uh, At the risk of getting a little uh, political on you here, uh, y- you know, there are strong feelings on both sides of the argument for and against additional fuel taxes in the state. And I think it's uh, fair to say that Governor Phil Bryant called a special session in, I believe, August of 18 to get a lottery passed because of the inability to get a fuel tax done. And he thought, well, he was always a supporter, a proponent of a lottery. And he thought, well, this is a a way to get that done, and we can uh, allocate the funds, the the, uh, net proceeds, uh, to transportation. And
14: to the state highway fund, too, by the way. yeah, very eighty
1: effective. million dollars a year by statute, and we hit that uh, both years. So, I guess my question is that there are some who say, "Gosh, our infrastructure is absolutely crumbling. It's horrible. We need more fuel taxes to improve that." And there's others that say, "No, our infrastructure is not that bad. We don't." I guess I'm just asking you, as the executive director, Brad, give us kind of a grade on our infrastructure.
14: I think we have a good system. Yeah, I think that uh, Mississippi is primarily a maintenance state. Uh, here, about yeah, close to ten years ago, we pretty much the Department of Transportation stopped doing capacity projects. Okay. and reverted to rehabilitation and other types of projects like that. Um, you certainly want to protect your investment as for the taxpayers. Sure, I think that there is certainly a place. I mean, when you looked, at, if, if we were to sit here now and say. What would it take to uh, to address all the paving needs in the state? We have about a $400 million mm-hmm. gap in that funding now. What about bridges? That's another couple hundred or several millions of dollars of, in a gap funding for that. But when you talk about how we're going to fund, what mechanism are we going to use, fuel tax in and of itself may not be uh, the right answer. I mean, you look at how many uh, automobile manufacturers going to electric EVs, cars, Yep. you look at the drones that are being used now for delivery mechanisms and things like that. Yep. I think the, the, there's a lot of people that want to find a quick fix and raising that fuel tax might be the, the way to do that. I think the more important conversation to have is what money do we have available to us now that can be repurposed and, and put to better use, and then what what do we want the future to look like? How do we want to protect this investment, continue building, and and make sure that we pay for it? You know, and, and when I worked in Washington, yeah. uh, the Highway Trust Fund would come up with a deficit. Well, Congress never raised a fuel tax, not during any of the time that I was there. They just funded that deficit yeah. through the general appropriation yeah. and plugged that hole that to up. keep it from doing <laughs> it. So I, I do think that there's a need for discussion of that to be sure that we're providing the necessary resources uh, to uh, equip the agency to meet its mission. Um, how yep. we do that, though, there may be different paths that get there.
1: Well, uh, first, that makes perfect sense to me. That That's the most rational, I think, analysis, honestly, and fair analysis I've, I've heard of that issue, uh, absent the the hyperbole and the emotion, and I think you're the right guy for that. So, Well,
14: I appreciate that. You're appreciate you coming on today, Brad. Thank you for having me.
1: You got you're it. Good. Brad White, he is the executive director of MDOT. We'll be right back with more here on Midday. Stay with us.
6: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Moving through your day, sunny skies and cooler, high near 78. Tonight, clear skies and cool, low around 54. Your Thursday, sunny skies, high near 78. Thursday evening, clear skies, low around 53. And for your finally Friday, sunny conditions, high near 80 degrees. This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha Outboard dealer in Brandon
12: If you're a stickler about your ride or your car looking just right, then why don't you take better care of yourself? Man Up MD is a concierge medical clinic, tailor-made for men of all ages. We offer convenient same-day appointments with personalized primary care and treatment plans designed for you to reclaim your energy and performance. Man Up MD can have you tuned up and ready for rocking down the highway. Check us out online at menshealthms.com.
0: Arm yourself with everything you need to take on your day. Wake up with Gallo tomorrow on 97.3 FM. Super Talk Mississippi. Check it out. Let's do this. The talk that keeps Mississippi talking. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Let's get on with it. On Super Talk Mississippi.
1: everyone middays with Gerard and Rhino on this hump day one of my favorite one hit wonders there the tubes she's a beauty that's another one of those songs that's got a great video from the uh, music video era where they were truly music videos Didn't always make sense. That one kind of did, though. It uh, sort of portrayed the lyrics of the song in images. Unlike the uh, the one we played yesterday that I had you play that you were asking me about. Uh, they were in a dark room panning the camera around. And that one, like, what are, the, what are they doing here? That was Don't You Forget Simple Minds, I think. Wasn't it Simple Minds? Is the artist there? I don't know. But, yeah. It it's like what are they? What are they saying here? I mean, it's the video—just people in a dark
2: room, kind of. <laughs> it was hit or miss in the '80s whether or not the music video made any sense or not. And that's very true. Uh, but that one there by the
1: tubes, she's a, a beauty. Is a good one. It's kind of cool. Um, Trump's drop in the polls was due, this is from Charlie and Brandon, due to massive negative media attacks and mostly negative and misleading reporting, Biden's dropping in the polls is coming from mostly favorable media support and shielding from the media, but his polls are falling because he's so inept and an absolute failure in all caps, and I agree with that. I, You know, I still believe there are two things at play that are causing this drop I think the first is the folks are just feeling it in their pocketbook. And it is still my belief, and I think that of many in the political realm, that economics and the economic well-being and the economic status of a household, of a voter, has a lot to do with how they vote. A lot. And in this case, they're feeling it everywhere you can't help I've always thought that the price of gas at the pump is a major factor in election outcomes I think people if the price is declining or they felt you start feeling better about seeing that decline as it leads up to election day they're likely to vote for whoever's in office and if it's rising, they're likely to vote in the other direction. I just It's simple. It may sound trivial. I do think it's an issue. But I think that, I think inflation is uh, stealing the wallets. I'm going to put it that way. <laughs> the wallet share of every American. But it's those images that you can't get out of your head. And even though as we reported earlier, as we discussed earlier, I should say, that Fox News is really the only folks with the video. It's making its rounds. Folks are seeing it. Even a lot of left-leaning people tune in to that network. That's That's been proven. And so they're seeing those images, and they're seeing Afghanistan. They're seeing Biden walk away from the podium every dang time he... Addresses the nation, or wherever, whoever he's addressing. I think those are powerful images that impact how folks vote. So all that is going on at the same time, and then of course the COVID deal. Remember, he said he was going he to had a shut plan. It. He had a plan, forty-five pages. But remember, we played the 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 sound here on the show during the election last year when he got asked point blank quite directly are you going to shut down the economy because there was rumors that that was part of his plan and he said no I'm going to shut down the virus well he didn't so even though he's actually polling above 50% on his handling of COVID he still hasn't shut it down and I still think there's some folks in the middle that are not happy in the middle is what swings these elections. And uh, certainly on the presidential basis and on the federal elections and swing districts, etc. So, you're not doing too well there, I would say. I don't, how could you look at the data and say that, oh yeah, he shut it down, he's doing great. For one thing, we're far below his goal for vaccinations. Remember July 4th, that was supposed to be it, man. We're going to be there... 70 percent he's far below that figure i think 53 percent is the latest data i saw nationally uh that's that's the first thing there and the second thing is you're still running around with a stupid mask on outside you're not you just so you're projecting we haven't defeated it rather than saying hey look i'm vaccinated everybody around me's vaccinated this is the way to go We're we're back to normal that should be the message not this scolding, scorning, admonishing, lecturing, hammering, uh, in that condescending tone that just drives you crazy. <laughs> Remember a couple of weeks ago, this very last statement, Get vaccinated! <laughs> I
22: always
2: look. go back to the the voters tend to choose by who they would like to have a beer with. and I agree I with you. Can't, think of anybody that would like to have a beer with Biden. I think that's right.
1: And along the lines of images from this weekend, pedaling a bicycle in Rehoboth Beach, while the place is kind of still on fire. And bullets about um, Afghanistan, no talking points there. So I think all these are playing into it. I think that uh I think what our friend Brandon here said is uh is actually right to a great extent. I think a better question would be, according to Paul and Meridian, <laughs> will Joe Biden be able to walk in a few years? I I think that's a valid question. Honestly. I've I've made Some comments about his just physical appearance and lack of energy and slow movements; those are of concern. I think that is an issue. Amanda from Pike County says it cost me forty-one twenty to fill up my impal on Monday, but isn't the weather beautiful? Walking weather? (laughs) Yeah, uh, I hear you. The the weather is beautiful. I'm not sure I assume Amanda that that is high for an Impala. I don't know how many how many gallons an, an Impala holds, but that sounds like uh what, 15? 14 15? It depended on how much you had before you started pumping. But the, but so the price is what? Uh, depending on the grade.
2: I think the biggest tank you can get in an Impala 18 and a half, 19
1: gallons. Yeah, gas prices did not help in twenty twenty. This on the C Spire text line on the six six two. I don't think gas prices were a big factor in the twenty twenty election. I think the economy overall was. I, I think that's right. The economy was being pummeled by COVID,
2: and because you remember there was a large swath of twenty twenty where gas prices were way down because we. Stockpiled a whole bunch
1: Neg- of it. Negative. Oh, yeah. Remember Trump talking about that. A barrel of oil was negative. It's what, 72 bucks now a barrel. So I think by far the big issue was those folks in the middle, the swing voters, weren't happy with the way that Trump handled COVID. I just think that's, and, and honestly, it was a, it was a, no matter what, it was just a problem. It was a pox on the country. And the president gets blamed for it.
2: They're the culprit. What's funny? Michael's a mailman on the ceasefire text line. Yeah, but Biden was riding his bike without trading wheels. <laughs> That's
1: awesome. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Cliff in Greenwood says, I don't think it's going to matter when midterms come around or 2024. I firmly believe the last presidential election was stolen, and they will do the same thing in the midterms. I just, I'm not with you on that one, Cliff. I, I think, man, you got to get out, you got to get around, you got to get into these very large states and the swing states and talk to people. I have. I, it's just, don't, don't think about what you see and hear and what we're accustomed to and in uh, our little bubble here in Mississippi with 2.9 million people, we do not represent the sentiments of the rest of the of the country. We just don't. And so I think we would proceed at our own peril with this assumption that it's just stolen, can't do anything about it. till we fix that, no way. We'll be right back here on Midday. Stay with us.
0: we Be sure and check out the newly
23: remodeled Basils in Fondren, where you get simple food done well. And don't forget to drop by Basils Fountain View at the Renaissance. Go to eatbasils.com for online ordering
9: for both locations. That's Basils. A year like no other deserves an event like no other. So that's why DNS Diamonds and Jewelry is offering store-wide savings of 25 to 60% off during our 32nd anniversary event. Many items are reduced 50 to 60%, including stackable rings, pearl strands, and estate jewelry. Even engagement rings are reduced. A small deposit holds your selection for Christmas, or take up to 12 months to pay interest-free with approved credit. V&S Diamonds and Jewelry, 144 Market Street in Flowood, in front of J.C. Penney.
13: I'm Andy Davis, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Five-year-old Hinton Kenneth Dean of Center Hill in Lauderdale County has been found, and authorities say he's safe. Hinton was last seen Tuesday around 6, walking with two golden retrievers. We'll have more details as they become available. And Governor Tate Reeves said when the House and Senate reach an agreement on medical marijuana legislation, he will be willing to look at it and call a special session.
17: We're not quite
7: there yet. A bill becoming law is a complicated process, and typically you have a committee hearings and committee discussion, and then it goes through one chamber. And in essence, what we're doing now is all of these things are occurring, but it's not costing the taxpayers any money. And so we're certainly making uh, progress, but we're we're not at a point where... Uh, A special session is uh, immediate.
13: Voters overwhelmingly supported the Medical Marijuana Initiative 65 last year, but it was struck down by the state Supreme Court, saying the initiative process is unconstitutional. I'm Andy Davis.
0: Just search for Super Talk on iTunes, Google Play, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Days with Gerard Gibbs. Welcome, welcome to our show. On Super Talk Mississippi. Okay, now you have a good one.
18: Look in my direction. I caught it in my hands today. I finally made a tricky French connection. You winked and gave me your okay. I'll take you on a trip beside the ocean and drop the to top in Jesse Bay. Ain't nothing like the sky that don't
1: Welcome back, everyone. Starbucks. Moonlight feels right. I told you about the great lyric in that song, right? You say you came to Baltimore from Ole Miss, a class of 7-4 gold rang. That's of the way he says it. You have to admit, though, weaving a xylophone into a popular kind of rock song, that's pretty creative. I don't know that
2: Doesn't I can happen very often.
1: I can't think of any others. <laughs> we we got to play that part, the the xylophone riff somewhere in there. <laughs> oh me, uh, you know, there's a there's a good question here. Um, hypothetical question on the C Spire text line, the six zero one. If there's no COVID, does Biden win the presidency? It, you know, here's again this is this is my take
2: on it. Without COVID, it could be argued he wouldn't have even won the Democrat primary.
1: I think that's probably true. But I I think Biden was thought by the Democrats and they're probably right to be the candidate with the best
2: shot at defeating Trump. I I you know, I think that was the case. But without COVID restrictions, you would have had many, many more Trump rallies and much more excitement for the Trump brand as a whole. Yes, and
1: you would not have had a shutdown economy. Correct. And I I think that was a big thing. I think we would have had an economy trending upward. That being said, again, I think you got 40% of people that pull R and 40% of people that pull D regardless. You got twenty percent in that middle ground of independence that can kind of swing both ways, so called swing voters. And then you gotta narrow that down to the swing states where it makes a difference. And if you think back to 08 and twelve, those presidential elections, the big swing state indicator was Ohio always has been historically, and though that state uh, went for Trump both times, but Trump, right? What, what in 2008
2: and 2012?
1: No, 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 I, I mean in the for Trump in the Trump elections in 16 and 20. Okay. What I was saying is in 8 and 12. The the big uh, p- the political discussion was you got to win Ohio, largely correct that you cannot win without winning Ohio, on the Republican side. Let me correct right, that. Right. And so I honestly thought, uh, in 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 some of my political commentary, I honestly thought it comes down to Cuyahoga County, the entire presidential election, which is by the way greater Cleveland area of Ohio, and. <laughs> I felt like if Mitt Romney, remember him? He he faced Obama in twelve. If Mitt Romney can fill up the Brown Stadium, he can win. Of course, he never went. He never went, that I recall. He didn't really campaign there. And what Trump did in sixteen, that kind of shook the world in terms of uh, political tradition is. He went out and worked his butt off, and he went to Michigan, in Wisconsin, in Pennsylvania, and he rallied. As Rhino said, I think if he's got that platform, it could make a difference, uh, and that would occur without COVID. But nonetheless, polls consistently showed, and I know a lot of people listening probably say, ah, we don't pay attention to those polls. But if you look at averages of the polls, and again, Scott Rasmussen, who has just been dead on accurate on all this stuff, independents were straying from Trump. I'm talking about in 20, uh, it, pr- leading up to 20, pre-pandemic. They were straying, they, uh, they weren't happy, and a lot of it just had to do with their objection to his personality. You know, they just looked more at that and couldn't see past personality for uh, progress from an, a, a policy perspective. And, and COVID just kind of did him in, honestly. It, I think it exposed to what to them, those independents, were the most negative aspect of his personality and in, in their view. I'm talking about them now. So, uh, But the fact is, from a popular vote perspective, by the way, I did confirm it's 3.5 million, and, and uh, 16 is uh, the popular vote in favor of Hillary Clinton, arguably the worst candidate for president in the history of the republic, back in 2008, of course, this was on the heels of the financial crisis, Barack Obama defeated John McCain on the popular vote by 10 million. 10 million. And in 12. That was the election contested by Barack Obama and Mitt Romney on the Republican side. Uh, Barack Obama carried that one by five million. So I'm not sure when the last time was. It may have been Reagan that the popular vote was won by a Republican in this country. So... Even though I know there are a lot of folks that that would uh, argue that, hey, this, this got stolen and all the election and voting irregularities and anomalies and fraud and just go down the list, that's what lost the election for Trump. Okay, even if you spot that and concede that that is accurate, should it be that close? That's what disturbs me. And even if that occurred, is it not likely that the popular vote still goes in favor of Biden, just like it did in sixteen against Hillary Clinton, who was terrible, terrible, who did not work at all, zero. Biden had the luxury of not having to, and what he had to, because Trump was, because there would be no COVID without COVID, Sure, I think that could have changed the outcome just because people would have seen it. On the independents, I'm a little worried about Biden here. He won't come out of his basement. But he could do that in 20 because the whole damn country was in their basements, essentially. But what, So I guess the point I'm making is, what bothers me is, why is, is the message of conservatism and conservative values, why is that not resonating with the population at large? The way it should be, and and I have felt for some time is because of ineffective messaging. I think there's ineffective messaging, and we're we're failing to reach, in particular, the younger generations. That that's changing somewhat. Uh, I think they're starting to get a little clear eyed on that stuff. But heck, when they're indoctrinated from kindergarten through college and they only get one viewpoint, one worldview, what do you expect? What do you expect? Darren and Jackson says, and free, well, I won't say what he said, but free stuff. <laughs> so Jason, by the way, on the C Spire text line, I just want to share what he has to say. He said, um, Jason lives in Arizona. He said, a lot of why I voted for Biden is because he didn't participate in the name-calling nonsense. I've heard the same from many independents that just didn't like that sort of bombastic style and couldn't see past it, and it, and it affected them. I might have been wrong, but the guy not acting like a child in a group of children, which I think is... Hyperbolic. I don't really think that's an accurate description of Trump. But I hear you. Can be worse than the children, right? Half dead or not, it's better than, yes, we will take your guns. We are so screwed, laugh out loud. And he says, uh, polls are dropping for the same reason. Trump was about the absurdly impotent COVID response, especially early. And Biden is about the stupidity in Afghanistan, the border and generally being a magoo turd. <laughs> Mr. Magoo about everything else. That's a good way to put it, Mr. Magoo. He promised bipartisanship to get things done, and he's sucking up to the far left instead. Hell, I voted for him, and I'm not happy at all. I hear you, Jason, and I think we're seeing that play out in the Congress, which I think is why his legislative agenda, I think, is looking less likely. Thank God it's looking less likely by the day because Democrats are in the way of it. Flash Dance here. We'll be right back with more talk. Don't forget we got Mitch Tiner coming in at twelve oh five. A
13: complete flight source is proud to announce that Mississippi has a new state flag. We are taking orders now for all sizes of the newly designed State of Mississippi flag. Flags are in production, and soon you can be flying one at your home, school, or business.
15: and
19: dot net.
20: This is the midday agri market report. When the House Ways and Means Committee released its plans last week to raise taxes, saving stepped up basis but cutting estate tax exemptions, the tax committee dusted off a little used special farmland valuation tool known as Section 2032A. Section 2032A gives farmers an alternative way to value their farmland to reduce estate taxes. But like a lot of these provisions, the IRS, it comes with some math and some caveats for families that use it. The special valuation could help heirs whose families did not plan out in the state strategy before the primary owner dies but the section 2032a can also lead to some potentially serious complications for the heirs so what exactly does section 2032a mean for a farmer its only purpose is to roll back land values for farmers subject to estate taxes but right now the section largely has not been a major element in the state planning but that could change I'm Dixon Williams, and this is Supertalk Mississippi Agri-News Network.
22: Compromise is nice
23: Tune
15: in to Good Things with me, Rebecca Turner. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour, weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m. Right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3.
23: Properly
0: set all controls before recording. All systems go. The talk that keeps Mississippi talking. Middays with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi.
18: There she stood in the street, uh, smiling from her head to her feet. I said, What is this, now, baby? Maybe
13: she's in need of a kiss. I said, Hey,
18: what's your name, baby? Maybe we can see things the same. Now don't you worry.
1: Back everyone, uh, middays here on Super Top, Mississippi. Malcolm from Tishamingo says Jeff Dunham's old man puppet Walter would would and could do a better job as president than Biden has done. Jeez. Uh, Thomas in Greenwood says Trump lost because Trump wasn't a conservative. Okay, so, Thomas, you think if Trump would have campaigned on the notion of eliminating Medicare, Medicaid, and Social Security, he'd have won, right? He'd have garnered just overwhelmingly the popular vote in this country, because I believe you said you support that.
2: Right? Yeah, that's Thomas' definition of conservative. Um,
1: no, that's not why he lost. Not why he lost. So, according to Thomas, the vast majority of the people in this country are aligned with his positions. And, look, I'm aligned with most of Thomas's positions. Uh, you know, I probably don't stretch it too far. But can we not learn something from what just happened a couple of weeks ago in California? And you say, well, it's just California. It's 40 million people. It's 13 times the size of Mississippi. It's huge. And then there's New York. So right now, here's the way it kind of shakes out. It's California, New York, and it's Florida and Texas. When you look at the electoral college. The Democrats start a presidential election. Last time I did the math on this, and I may have to do that exercise again. With, I'd like a hundred and something electoral votes before they ever get started. Because you're not going to shake. You're not going to shake loose um, New York and California. It just ain't going to happen. Illinois ain't going to happen. And if you look at the map of Illinois, Washington,
2: Colorado's long shot. Yep.
1: New Jersey. All those states. It just really does come down to a few counties in a few states. So if we, I guess, focused on voting irregularities, cheating, inaccuracies, however you want to describe them, in New York and California, it don't matter. It only matters in a few counties, in a few precincts, in a few states. And again, the question is, why doesn't a Republican or a conservative have a chance in California, in New York, in Oregon, in Washington? I mean, you can't ignore that that's a big chunk of population that vote. You simply can't ignore that. In Illinois, which, by the way, if you look at the map of Illinois <laughs> in past presidential elections, the entire dang state is red except for Cook County, which, and I don't know what the numbers are, but it's obviously the the uh, the dominant amount of the population by far, Chicago. And if you look at, States like Michigan, the Trump won. I mean, just barely. In Pennsylvania, in Pennsylvania, if you folks hadn't been there, you got Western Pennsylvania, Pittsburgh, and then you got Philadelphia. It's like two different countries, completely different cultures and political slants.
2: And the Amish are just in the middle, going, "Huh?" <laughs> exactly. Uh, so. To me, that's the bigger concern is,
1: why, why are we not making more inroads in these deep blue states with so many people? Uh, we, we're just not, and that's bothersome, and we're just barely hanging on in Florida and, and uh, Texas. So there are 55 electoral votes. In California, we have six. You can add up Oklahoma, Arkansas, Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama. I'm just doing the math in my head here. And most uh, Tennessee and still not equal California in terms of electoral votes. That ain't hard to figure out. That's where we got to focus. Then you got, of course, New England. You might as well just circle that as socialist. (laughs) That's what we have to focus on. We've got to overcome and change minds rather than just say it's stolen, nothing we can do about it. I don't believe that. Not that I don't believe there were problems, I just don't believe that's the core problem. Stay with us. We'll be right back.
0: You're listening to WFMN Flora Jackson. Super Talk Mississippi. Powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. Online at Barone'sTreePros.com.
16: News on Lillian Wu. President Biden announces a doubling of U.S. COVID vaccine donations. The United
0: States is buying another half billion doses of Pfizer to donate to low and middle income countries around the world. Speaking at a
16: virtual summit on ending the pandemic, a North Carolina man facing criminal charges for claiming he had a bomb in his truck near the U.S. Capitol has pled not guilty. Floyd Ray Roseberry, who has a history of mental illness, was found competent to stand trial and a James Bond actor weighs in on the idea of the role going
19: to a female. Daniel Craig saying he doesn't believe a woman should be 007. Speaking with the Radio Times, Craig says, quote, Why should a woman play James Bond when there should be a part just as good as James Bond for a woman? His comments are similar to Bond producer Barbara Broccoli. Fox is Mike Gunzelman. America's listening
16: to
13: Fox
19: News. As locals, ADS Security is committed to keeping the community safe. We're the same great company, same local office, with the same local service you've counted on for years. Visit us in Gluckstadt, ADS Security, 601-898-3105. Call today.
1: Ever feel like making an appointment with your doctor takes a lot of time, only to feel rushed through the actual appointment? Avoid the hassle at Capital Ortho, where our board certified fellowship trained orthopedic surgeons are waiting to treat you immediately. With one-on-one professional and personal patient care, both you and your time matter to the staff at Capital Ortho. To schedule your same day appointment, call 601-987-8200 or visit capitalortho.com.
6: The best made to order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at Fourth and Gold Sports Cafe. The wings, the chicken tenders and bites, fried or grilled and the best specialty pizzas in the metro. Call 769-208-8283. That's
13: 769-208-8283. 769-208-8283. I'm Andy Davis and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. As flu season approaches, if you haven't taken the COVID vaccine, can you take the flu shot and COVID-19 vaccine on the same day? Dr. Jennifer Bryan with the Mississippi Medical Association says, yes, you can.
16: As science was evolving, uh, it was recommended to at least separate by two weeks and then and they looked further into it and said, yeah, if you're at the doctor's office and you need the vaccines, then get what you need. And that includes the COVID
13: with other vaccines. Blue season typically peaks between December and February. And a drug trafficking investigation has led to the arrest of 17 suspects in North Mississippi. A
5: long-term investigation conducted by state and local authorities
13: targeted the
5: distribution of meth and cocaine in both Tallahatchie and Quitman County. Along with the 17 suspects charged, officials seized over 5 pounds and 300 dosage units of meth and 4 ounces of cocaine. More arrests are also expected in the investigation. I'm Andy Davis
22: compromise is nice if you're at the playground or scouring yard sales but farmers know better that middle grounds have no winner that's why there's revitec fungicide fast acting and long lasting preventative and curative disease control and stress reduction so leave the settling to little tommy at the seesaw an old bargain bill and take your full prize in yields with ReviTech fungicide for uncompromised performance always read and follow label directions
13: Mississippi National Guard soldiers are wrapping up assistance missions in Louisiana. Following the impact of Hurricane
5: Ida, approximately 250 soldiers were deployed to assist local officials with rescue and response missions. The Guard announced that those soldiers will return home over the next week. If you see a military convoy on the highway, the Guard asks that you do not pass in between vehicles and that you provide space when going around the convoy.
13: And 50 years ago, last Sunday, Hall of Famer Archie Manning took to the field for the first time as a New Orleans Saint. He joined the team's podcast recently to reflect on that moment.
14: So we were coming off training camp and first game of the year. There's nothing like opening day. I think it's really special and I guess especially when you're you're a rookie, you're, your eyes are big and your stomach's kind of churning a little bit. and Kind of a dream to do this you're finally there.
13: It was September 19th, 1971 when Manning scored the go-ahead touchdown on the final play for a 24-20 win over the Rams. I mean Katie Davis.
17: Richard Cross, be sure to catch Sports Talk Mississippi, your new home for the best sports coverage right here in the Magnolia State. Every day from 3 until 6, right
0: here on Super Talk Jackson
10: 97.3.
0: And now, the talk that keeps Mississippi talking. That's
10: what I like listening.
0: You're listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Here on Super Talk Mississippi.
1: Into the afternoon here on middays. You got Gerard and Rhino in the Super Talk Studios on this. Hump date. Rhino will be off tomorrow and Friday, this being his birthday week. And I shall be speaking tomorrow. Looking forward to that, to the Rankin County Rotary out there at Benagena's in Brandon. Uh, happy to be kind of back on the speaking circuit. The COVID stuff sort of shut that down and had some some uh, engagements lined up, but um, real honored and, and privileged to be asked to come speak. And by the way, I don't speak about politics. I speak <laughs> about business, technology, and kind of my my take on where all that's going. Joining us now in the studio, Mitch Tyner. He's an attorney. He, of course, is a political analyst. He Worked on the Trump campaign 2016, and he's also a good friend. Mitch, good to see you. Great to see you, Gerard. Appreciate you having me in today. You got it. So, first, Sloan, the family, everybody's good? Everybody's doing great. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Two
24: of them out of college, got one one senior left. (laughs) We see a little light at the end of the tunnel.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Beautiful family, too, Yeah, Thank you, man. How about yours? Oh, everybody's doing good. Alex. Yeah, Alex. Good, uh, Nick.
24: Nick, All doing well. Good. And Alex is avoiding the uh, COVID at the schoolhouse. They're doing good there?
1: She's fully vaccinated, and, uh, you know, they're adhering to all the protocols in Madison County District, but they're actually doing pretty good. Great. Yeah. Give they me. haven't had any outbreaks at Ridgeland High School. That's fantastic. That I'm aware of. And they got a pretty good football team over there. Oh, do team. they really? Yeah, yeah. They got a good team. Yeah. So having fun. Awesome. Yeah. All yeah. right. So there's so much going on uh, around uh, the country and uh, obviously within our state. Uh, I, I know you to be a political junkie and you keep up with a lot of this sort of stuff. But we got this medical marijuana issue going on and down there at the Capitol, and Ole Yancey on the House side and Senator Blackwell on the Senate side, uh, they inform they're pretty close to getting a deal cooked up. Uh, I don't know if you've heard that. The question is, we're running out of time. Uh, are we going to get the governor to call a special session?
24: You know, I heard, um may have been on your show. Well, did you have the governor Le- on? He said he was he willing.
1: Was, he was on with uh, Paul this okay. morning, I believe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he said yeah. he
24: was willing to call a special session if they've come to he an agreement. They've got votes, yeah. yeah. So, um, so I guess that may happen here pretty quickly. Of course, they'll be back in session in January. Yeah, in January. Yeah. So in January. Then, but I, I think to get, the, to get it on through, a special session would probably be the easiest way for him to do it. Yeah,
1: and I think there are a lot of uh, industry players that are kind of poised and, Oh, I know there and, are, I know, yes. Ready to go. <laughs> I mean, the, the entire supply chain. That's you know, right. So ready to go. But yeah. uh, got to get that stuff hammered out. Have you been paying any attention to Philip Gunn's tax reform proposal, uh, which would eliminate the income tax over a period of time and increase sales taxes as a way to... To plug some of that, but certainly not all of that whole. And he's been traveling around the state presenting his idea there. Uh, I,
24: I have, and and I'm I'm on board with it, hundred percent, yeah. 100%. yeah. Um, I mean, I can tell you, you know, Gerard, we're getting older, yeah, and uh, and and hopefully my you know my investments, my businesses will continue to sure. create profits. And look, it's not lost on me that Florida has no income tax, right? Yeah, um, I'm with you, and so it, it is. It does motivate people as to where they're going to live. Yeah, I, I've got I've got a good friend that's got businesses in Mississippi, and their residence is Florida because wow. of income tax. Wow. Yeah. How
1: about so, that?
24: Um, you know, it's. I think it's it's it is important, and if we could be, I mean, our cost of living is so low. Yeah. Our property taxes, compared to the rest of the country, I still think they're too high. But, I do, too. But, but compared to the rest of the country, they're extremely low. So our, we got a great cost of living. If we got rid of that income tax, I I think that just it absolutely gives an incentive for people to move here.
1: Yeah. Well, we'll see where that goes. You know, that didn't get any traction in the Senate. And, of course, Senator Harkins had some hearings a few weeks ago, about three weeks ago. Uh, I was uh, fortunate to have the opportunity to testify Uh, On behalf of the speaker uh at, at those two days of, of meetings and but really haven't heard a lot of feedback on that yet we'll, yeah. see, we'll see where that goes
24: I, I don't know uh who
1: is is
24: opposed to it i don't know what groups are opposed to it so haven't kept up with it that closely i remember that hearing but i didn't realize you testified on behalf of, yeah. of the
1: phillips side <laughs> i was the last one to go um honestly and in looking around the room for the four hours that uh i was there on the second day was not able to attend the first day. I think I think been the only person actually not getting paid <laughs> <I was> <laughs> that's not good Gerard. <laughs> it was either a lobbyist or association <laughs> folks or members of the legislature or the press yeah that's fine you yeah, know i yeah. i uh i went and well i don't
24: know that kind of gives you a little more credibility actually well, I, I, because you're, hope so. you're not being paid for your opinion so that's, exactly. great. that's and great that's
1: absolutely true um and i i just kind of hit it from an entrepreneurial perspective and and a just a person who lives here and, and uh, cares about the state.
24: And you, as an entrepreneur, a very successful one, may I add? I mean, the, your ability to keep up with that industry and, and create something massive is is just unbelievable. Well, thank you. Um, but but I want to attract more Gerard Gibberts yeah. to Mississippi. Me too. And and well. there, there, <laughs> there are tons of them out there. There are. Uh, and so if we we open the doors with no income tax, low cost of living, and 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 we need an educated workforce as well. Yes. Uh, and and I think we have been working on that the last four years or so. so I agree. Um, we we're putting all the pieces together, and I think we were discussing off the air, uh, Madison County's booming, and there, yeah. are, there are a lot of major companies that want to do business in Madison County. So that's exciting.
1: We've got so. more. Uh, and you know, I, I am uh, fortunate to serve on the Madison County Economic uh, Development Authority, and uh, You can't get into the details of what we discuss in confidence because that would betray the confidence of of prospective uh, companies coming in here. But I can just say that we have more projects in the pipeline right now than we have in my four years
24: that's fantastic well and and i hope i'm not speaking out of turn here but off the air you talked about some folks that have been attracted here that there were no tax uh uh, no incentives incentives yeah uh other than uh, showing what a great place it would be for them to locate absolutely true joy that's just that's awesome you know i i was uh, it made my stomach turn one of our big industries years and years ago that we brought in we gave them a Billion dollars of tax incentives. Yeah. And like if you took a billion dollars and gave it to small companies like mine across Mississippi, we create more than two thousand jobs. Sure,
1: you know, <laughs> and that's always been the objection to to that uh, approach. Yeah, but uh, so good job on on getting attracting those companies. Well, I, yeah, I appreciate that. I certainly can't take credit for it other than just working with uh, the team, the Makita team. Joey Deason, our executive director, does a fabulous job, and it's my honor and privilege to work with them and and to uh, uh, just kind of oversee stuff on the board. But yeah, they that's work true. their rears off, and they're very aggressive and they know how to sell our county and our state and as you know that's what it takes that's great yeah and
24: i love hearing some positive things yeah when i turn on the television these days it's all gloom and doom I and, and i don't want to cry in my beer
14: <laughs> <laughs> i hear you
1: well we got the midterms coming up here in 2022 and i was just talking this morning uh mitch about the president's poll numbers are falling and it's You know, when you got – I didn't get to this when I talked about Vox, who is trying to rationalize that and compare it to Trump, as if that is meaningful at this point. But, you know, even when CNN is coming out and sounding the alarm and being somewhat critical of uh, the dem- of the president and really trying to alert the the Democrats. In fact, this poll should terrify Democrats ahead of twenty twenty two. That was published uh, yesterday at ten thirty four a.m.
24: What poll was that? Well, I didn't see
1: it. It's a poll in Iowa. <laughs> okay, so has become a swing state. It really has, and I, I spent and a
24: lot of time there last fall.
1: <laughs> used to not be, and yeah. I think um, ultimately went for Biden uh, in in the election. And so just 31% of Iowans approve of how Joe Biden is handling his duties as president, while a whopping 62 – this is from CNN – 62% disapprove. Disapprove, yeah. Yeah, and this is not a a right-leaning poll that uh, conducted – Uh, This one here. So anyhow, CNN is is paying attention to that as a bit of a
24: harbinger. Well, as we were talking a minute ago about some positive things. There's no doubt in my mind, we're taking the House back. Oh,
1: I think that's there, absolutely true. It's, it's
24: a, it's, so So I don't want my conservative friends to get down in the mouth. I heard somebody talking about they're stealing elections. I, uh, uh, we're we're about to take over the House. I
1: totally agree. I totally agree. You can hang around, can't you? Yeah, yeah. sure. we will. got Mitch Tyner here in the studio. We've got more to talk about. And we got a giveaway before we get out of here today, too. Rhino will handle that for us. Stay with us. We'll be right back.
6: Hey, this is Bob, and if you're like me, you like dealing with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954 and are headquartered right in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks. Majestic Metals, 800-647-8540 or online at MajesticMetalsINC.com
15: Pediatric care is more than treating a child when they are sick. It is a healthcare journey from infancy to adolescence. Dr. Catherine Philippi, pediatrician at Trust Care Kids in Madison. We build lasting relationships with parents based on trust. From pediatric primary care and well child checkups to after hours visits our specialists provide quality care usually within an hour so that your child will feel better faster to schedule an appointment visit trustcarehealth.com and click trust care kids trust care feel better faster
10: this is ben shapiro reminding you to listen to the ben shapiro show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m here on 97.3 Super Talk jackson
0: the talk that keeps Mississippi talking. We're
19: rolling. Hit it. Go. Play it.
0: Midday's with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi. <laughs>
1: Story flock of seagulls here on One Hit Wonder Wednesday. If you get out that damn safety dance, I'm walking. <laughs> oh my gosh. By the way, uh, on the C Spire text line, I think this is David. He says, "I love Mitch. Went to law school together, in, in our tailgate group." All so right, I that's got to be
24: David Martin Buchanan. Buchanan our, yeah, our what a good guy! Friend. Absolutely, that's so awesome.
1: Appreciate that. Thanks for uh, writing in, David. Yeah, absolutely appreciate that. So, uh, Mitch, you and I were just talking a little bit about uh, uh, off air about uh, kind of handicapping what we yeah. might see. I th- yeah. I'm with you. I think the house looks good and it yeah. is in good shape.
24: And I, I've got. I mean, it's it's natural for yeah. the house to for this to occur so we've got that in our favor but the other thing that we've got is i i think that right now if we took if we took the had the election now we would win by at least 30, 30 seats um but the other thing that we've got going and this is this is my own conjecture yeah but the democrats know that that's and right so they're packing hard and they're going to try – just like they did when Obama first got – President Obama first got elected, they took those two years to pass everything they could. And I think that's going to be a big mistake for them in this time, because they're already behind, and the more they keep packing it with these liberal ideals, I, I think it's going to push it further in our favor. So I, I, think, I'm, I think we're looking at coming back strong
1: uh, in the House. I tend to agree with you on that. I think the Senate is a little bit different story. We've got uh, 28 races, I think, over on the Senate Yeah, side. so a third of them will be up. That's uh, right. Look that up, Brian. I, th- I want to say that is uh, close to the number. But uh, most of the political pundits see eight of those being fairly closely contested. They could go either way, so right. the deal. And, yeah. and they see four in favor of the Democrats, four in favor of the Republicans. But one in particular... That is uh, intriguing. Is over in Georgia. Yes, where we shouldn't have lost both of those. That's teams. right. But Herschel Walker. Who, yeah, uh, I think Trump had a lot to do with persuading him to get in. I suspect
24: he did. And Herschel's been a good friend of President Trump's for yes. a long time. Yes, supporter. Um, uh, but that's that's a. I think we've got a great shot there. I can't even say this, but I know in the next couple of days, reporting's coming out, and you're going to be shocked at the amount of money he's raised. Wow. You heard it right here on Gerard Gibbons' show first. (laughs) But uh, he has raised a ton of money, and uh, it's fixing to come out. And I I think he's got a great shot at taking that seat.
1: That is awesome. He would be fantastic to Mm -hmm. have representing the great state of Georgia uh, in the United States Senate. So we'll see where all that goes, but... uh, at a minimum, we put the agenda on ice if we win the House. That's, That's the main right. thing there. Yeah, we we'll stop And we live some for the this. next presidential election and try to get uh, control of both chambers and the right. White House and see if we can uh, get stuff done. Hopefully, we won't have to reverse a lot of stuff that might get rammed through. But that's kind of looking shaky these days, if you've been paying attention to that. Joe Manchin said, let's just push this out until next year. He said that uh, last week. That was not good news for the White House. Well,
24: that's exactly right. And I'm very anxious about this $3.5 trillion. (laughs) You know the the Democrats keep saying, "Well, even AOC's dress tax the rich." <laughs> the, the problem with what they're doing and in, in printing money and printing money and printing money is that everybody's going to reach the the rich level. Yes, I mean <laughs> exactly. I mean because of inflation, it's it's uh, it's crazy. And and I, and I, I I say that jokingly, uh, but if their number reaches goes up higher only because of inflation, now they're paying more taxes. That means they have fewer spendable dollars. In the end, it's and, crazy. And folks don't really realize that we're stealing from Grandma's bank account every time we print a dollar because we're devaluing what she's got in the bank account.
1: You um, know, one thing that I wanted to share with uh, with the audience here is the Wall Street Journal uh, wrote wrote something uh, two days ago about what the government family plan, that's what this $3.5 trillion, which really, if you eliminate all the accounting gimmickry of the way the CBOs, you know, this scores yes. it over 10 years, is really more like $7 trillion. Mm-hmm. And Democrats say, well, it's only $700 billion a year. I mean, that that's the mindset. It's only $700 billion. But... There is a provision in there. So one of the benefits that uh, is included in this gigantic uh, bill is uh, is uh, an entitlement that would be paid leave, paid family leave. Mm-hmm. So one thing that is probably not uh, widely understood, you don't have to be employed to qualify for this. <laughs> you just show up and say, um, there, there's some sort of like affinity provision if you're taking care of, like a neighbor. Mm-hmm. If you can say, I'm taking care of my next door neighbor, they slipped and fell, and you just go down to your your local federal government office and they write you a check. Uh, I mean, that that it's... literally is in this bill. It's and and the, and so this is from the Wall Street Journal. This isn't, you know, for some off-the-wall publication. This is the editorial board that uh, exposed this.
24: Well, see, I, I haven't even seen a copy of what all is included yet, because uh, I don't think it's complete.
1: Well, it's 5,500 pages, and they're, you're right. They're still kind of cobbling it out. But um, the, the child tax credits, uh, they want to make that permanent. That's just monthly payments coming down just for uh, having a child. That was the bootages plan, was it?
24: No, what? wouldn't, but who was the guy
1: that uh, was running? Wang? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Right. So this is all kind of uh, akin to the it concept is. of universal basic income. So you got that, and you got increases of child care credits and deductions and dependent care credits and free community college. They want to expand Obamacare. And by the way, Mississippi is one of the 12 states that has not expanded Medicaid. Folks, you, you should know that Medicaid expansion is actually on its surface, is included in this bill. Okay. So what they do is they just... They uh, increase in, in the scope and uh, the amount of uh, base Medicare so that essentially it just co- incorporates and puts it in there. What's, what was expansion under Obamacare. Which yeah. means that we're
24: going to be responsible for more of that. That's right. I mean, I, when I say we, the no, state of Mississippi. Right. You're right.
1: Yeah. So yeah. now they say they're, they're going to increase the reimbursement to the states to make up for that. But again, all that does, that's inflationary. It, we're it just is. borrowing money and printing money, really, that's to right. do it.
24: Yeah, it's amazing to me how much we're printing now. It's not. It's not. It's not even. No one even tries to say that the taxpayers are paying all the bills anymore.
1: They're, they're not
24: because and, they're just printing it.
1: And they're focused on how can we? I mean, you got Senator Wyden out there, you know, sending out like a questionnaire so his his little subcommittee of the Ways and Means Group can come up with the creative ideas of how we can tax more. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we got to come up with some more ideas of raising taxes. You got the IRS that that uh, they're talking about having every uh, financial institution report. All activity in a bank account that has an average balance of more than six hundred bucks—they're going to send that to the that, IRS. That
24: is Orwellian Nuts. as it can be. And and look, it's not the IRS I'm so much concerned about it. It's who else is going to oh, look exactly, at that? Exactly. I mean, it's, it's it's almost like owning Google in the search engine. Oh, no uh, question. You can you can tell everything about any individual just by their online searches. But it, uh,
1: I have seen, I will say, some financial institutions <laughs> that have started. Publishing public statements in opposition uh, to that provision, and they should. It's a huge cost on them, as you can imagine, a burden exactly, on them.
24: Yes. Uh but it's such an invasion of privacy.
1: It's ridiculous. I and mean the
24: federal government keeping a tab on every dollar you spend, every six pack of beer you buy, every loaf of bread. Un- unbelievable.
1: And and of course they've got eighty billion dollars in there to hire 000, I think it's a hundred thousand new IRS agents. Well, they they always talk about we gotta go after the billionaires. Well there ain't but seven hundred and thirty four of them. We don't need a hundred thousand people. <laughs> <laughs> to go look at them.
24: Yeah. Was that about uh, 1,200 a
11: person?
1: <laughs> oh, that's
24: crazy. So who are they going after? You, me, and everybody listening. That's right. Everybody, all of us little folks no down question. here. Um, and it's And it's crazy because we're already going so quickly into a completely digital age. Yes. That there's, I suspect the, the amount of tax fraud has gotten smaller and smaller and smaller uh, because it's all trackable at this point. Yeah. There's very little cash. I I believe that we'll be cashless in five years. Oh, I do too. And not out of force. I think it's convenient. Yeah. We've seen it at our retail stores uh, when we first started in those 15 years ago. Maybe a third was electronic. Yeah. Now it's just the opposite. Now it's two thirds electronic, one third cash.
1: Yeah. I mean so it's I, just convenient. I don't I don't carry cash no. except to pay my golf bets, that's it. So. <laughs> Actually we converted that to Venmo, so we don't even do All that right. anymore. Yeah. Well that's
24: right. I use Venmo too. It's yeah. just too convenient. It's too convenient. Yeah. Paypal's
1: now got their tool. I mean lots of folks are coming out with Venmo type payment yeah. tools and it just, just makes so sense. So we'll go willingly
24: to a cashless society.
1: Um. Well, I hope that we can keep these monstrosities from uh, seeing the Oval Office because he'll sign it and has no clue what the heck he'll be signing. But uh, we got to hope for that. I'm optimistic about that. And also hope, as you said, that we're going to flip the House. and we'll We got keep... a shot at the Senate, too. I think we do, too. Senate. Mitch, always good to see you, man. Thank you, Jar. Appreciate you having me here. You got it. We'll be right back with middays. We got a giveaway. Stay with us.
6: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Moving through your day, sunny skies and cooler, high near 78. Tonight, clear skies and cool, low around 54. For Thursday, sunny skies, high near 78. Thursday evening, clear skies, low around 53. And for your finally Friday, sunny conditions, high near 80 degrees. This weather brought to you by No-Drip Roofing and Construction. With rain coming, let us show you what the No-Drip difference is all about. No-Drip Roofing and Construction, online at NoDripMS.com. Gulf Seafood Outlet. Five-pound large Gulf Shrimp Special, $29.95. Gulf Seafood Outlet. Seeing is believing with up to 14 types of saltwater fillets. Gulf Seafood Outlet. Highway 51 in Ridgeland, just past Lake Harbor Drive, 601-790-9407.
12: If your vehicle is ever damaged in a collision, please listen carefully.
13: I'm Andy Davis, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. As flu season approaches, if you haven't taken the COVID vaccine, can you take the flu shot and COVID 19 vaccine on the same day? Dr. Jennifer Bryan with the Mississippi Medical Association says yes, you can.
16: As science was evolving, uh, it was recommended to at least separate by two weeks, and then they looked further into it and said, yeah, if you're at the doctor's office and you need the vaccines, then get what you need, and that includes the
13: COVID with other vaccines. Flu season typically peaks between Between December and February. And a drug trafficking investigation has led to the arrest of 17 suspects in North Mississippi.
5: A long term investigation conducted by state and local authorities targeted the distribution of meth and cocaine in both Tallahatchie and Quitman County. Along with the 17 suspects charged, officials seized over five pounds and 300 dosage units of meth and four ounces of cocaine. More arrests are also expected in the investigation. I'm Andy Davis.
12: Mississippi's healthcare system has experienced many challenges during the COVID pandemic, like the critical shortage of
19: paramedics statewide. Here's Ryan Wilson, veteran paramedic. In my role
7: as a paramedic over the years, I've always appreciated the Mississippi Health Care Alliance's respect for
19: paramedics and the role we play in achieving optimal survival for patients in an emergency. Right now, paramedics are needed urgently statewide. With the comprehensive training
7: programs offered at area community colleges, you can learn life-saving skills and so much more. Seasoned paramedics like me and newcomers find it very rewarding to help people in immediate need. If you want a job that's dynamic and highly valued in our health care system, I urge you to become a paramedic. There's never been a more critical time to become one of Mississippi's healthcare heroes. You too can make a difference on the front lines of emergency care.
19: The Mississippi Healthcare Alliance urges you to visit mshealthcarealliance.org for a complete listing of community colleges that offer paramedic training.
0: I'm ready. ready. Ready here. Middays with Gerard Gibbett on Super Talk Mississippi.
1: Uh, That's like 1977 or 8 there,
2: Amy Stewart. Uh, Well, the original was Eddie Floyd in 79. Okay. And then uh, I want to say... She redid it? She redid it, yeah. Well, I... It was her only hit that I know of. I think that is
1: correct. I have to tell myself there. I used to dance uh, quite energetically to that song, my wife and I back in the disco era with the stacks and the bell-bottoms and the mirror ball, which we could have hung up in uh, the studio here until Scary Gary came in to replace the blinking strobe light bulb. <laughs> that was actually one of those songs that when they played that in the disco, it shook the walls and the floor and the roof. You felt it, if you know what I'm saying there. So... <laughs> um so Thomas, uh, whew, he wrote like a book here. I can't go on it, uh, Thomas. You know, I'm I'm with you as far as this conservative uh, viewpoints. I think I've made that pretty clear in the, in the year and a half that I've been talking here uh, on the program. But I, I think your I think your definition and my definition of it are probably different, and I think mine is a little bit more mainstream, and yours is probably. Uh, uh, viewpoints that are held by a scant teeny tiny number of people so if if what you're saying is true there have been far more conservative candidates than Trump that have been on the ballot they'd get waxed I mean it's just a fact if you come out and say I'm for eliminating Social Security and Medicare and Medicaid you're gonna get killed reducing Defense spending, even cutting taxes is a tough sale. Vast majority poll after poll after poll from uh, across a large swath of polling organizations reflected most Americans want corporations and the wealthy to pay more taxes. They've been brainwashed into that. And it's not because they have any particular use or plans or or utility for those taxes. It's just, I just want those rich people to just, they got to give up some more. I'm not rich like them. I want them to be closer to me. It's resentment. It's envy. That's all it is. It's class warfare. And that they have done a very effective job of ginning that up. One of the things you won't hear out of the Republicans is any explanation for why, for example, raising capital gains taxes is a bad idea. You just won't hear that. When's the last time you heard a Republican say anything about that? They won't. I'll give you an example of how raising capital gains taxes actually could make the rich richer, even though they think, no, we're going to get more from the rich. So, right now, the plan is to raise capital gains taxes from, uh, by 5%. 5%, okay? But, omitted from the present draft of the bill is this notion of eliminating stepped-up basis on assets transferred at death, inherited assets, which would mean that if you eliminated that, your heirs that receive your assets would have to immediately pay capital gains taxes, and the gain would be computed based on the original acquisition cost. So if you inherited a home, for example, from a parent, your parents and that home was purchased 40 years ago, you'd have to pay capital gains on the difference between the market value of that home today and the cost your parents paid for it 40 years ago. Under present law, that just passes on to the heir at the market value. And if they liquidate it subsequent to that, the gain is just the difference between the market value and whatever you can get for it. Well, point I'm trying to make here, that's not in. That bad policy is intentionally, I believe, omitted, because it couldn't get traction to pass, from the present draft of the bill. However, they're still raising capital gains taxes. So by raising capital gains taxes and not having that stepped-up basis provision, the rich are going to hold on to their assets longer. And therefore, when they are liquidated, they're going to make more money. When they finally say, I'm giving in, I'm liquidating, I'm taking a profit, I'm paying capital gains taxes. The problem with that is it causes the exact opposite of what they want, which is to quit hoarding their money. That's what they, they fictitiously believe anyhow, falsely believe. They're just sitting on their money, they hoard it. No, they're not. That's why there's trillions of dollars... investment funds managed by private equity companies looking for startup businesses, looking for existing businesses to expand their footprints. But if you, you increase capital gains taxes, yeah, then that capital is going to start to dry up, which means less business formation, less innovation, less economic growth, less value creation. That is never explained by the dang Republicans. That's what makes me mad, to counter this idea. They just, well, I guess they got us on that one, those rich people, you know, they got to pay more taxes. But like like we talked about yesterday when, when Biden uh, tweeted about, you know, the oil companies need to pay a higher tax rate than um, firemen. Famously, you hear all the time this retort, you know, Uh, Warren Buffett has a lower tax rate than his secretary. he got to have one hell of a high-paid secretary. That's the first thing I want to say, his assistant. And that's fine, but, well, that's because the other thing you hear out of the president is, time we reward work, not wealth. Well, honestly, that's a knock on everybody who worked their rears off to create wealth and now has invested that wealth. And what happens with those investments? They're used to produce capital for others who are trying to ascend that economic ladder. It's a beautiful system. And they're wanting to tear it down and disincentivize it because it produces winners and losers, financially speaking. But the losers in our country are far better than the winners in almost the rest of the planet. That never gets talked about, never gets discussed. And if you believe that there shouldn't be this give-and-take model where consumers decide who wins and loses based on the value proposition, well, then let's just eliminate all competition. Uh Uh-oh. Guess what? That's what they're doing, right? No honor rolls, no grades in schools, no I think it's California doesn't even use ACT or SAT scores for college college admissions,
2: which is kind of ironic because isn't the isn't the SAT short for the Stanford Assessment Test?
1: Yes. Remember, a few years ago, though, they wanted to institute all these other uh, adjustments based on your zip code and your uh, your your social situation, your economic. They just it's not about what you how you actually uh, score uh, took the test the answers you you gave to the test and we just score that it's like everything has to be subjective what happened to just objective scoring and and nothing is more objective than the market the market will tell you and all you hear is that jeff bezos he got so rich during the pandemic one of those goofy senators a couple of weeks ago, now's the time to raise taxes on corporations. They can afford it. This is kind of rhetoric that just doesn't get distilled by the right to explain. And nobody's on college campuses. Nobody's in high schools explaining these just basic principles of markets and economics. In in capitalism, it, it, how did capitalism gain such a negative connotation? That's what's happened because they're they're indoctrinated to this junk. It's uh, it's maddening. Just listening to you guys. This is Jeff in Grenada. When you have fun like you guys seem to have, you never work a day in your life. Sorry, I can't say the same. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate that. Um, I'm not going to say that it, there's no work involved in it, uh, but if uh, it's perceived as us having fun and and uh, informing, and gosh, I know we may not agree on everything, and that's perfectly fine. I think that's what makes for uh, good discourse, and it's the way it should be in our country, but we'll be civil about it. Jeff, I hope that means you enjoy it, and we certainly appreciate your comments there. Yeah, we have fun, but we try to inform as well. We got another segment, and we got a giveaway. As soon as we come back, Rhino's got that for us. Please stay with us. Middays continue.
7: Each one.
13: For the highest quality comprehensive eye care for your entire family, you need to visit Optical 2000, Dr. Bobby C. Pankey and Associates in Clinton, Richland, and Flora. All three locations offer eye health and eye care examinations as well as treatment for eye disease. And we have a wide array of the latest frames and sunglasses from your favorite designers. Most major insurance accepted. Click to call a clinic near you at optical-2000.com. Optical 2000, Dr. Bobby C. Pankey and Associates in Clinton, Richland, and open Wednesdays in Flora
21: all the folks in the Capital City metro area love to have you join me tomorrow morning 6 till 9 Gallo Show we'll start your day the informed way Super Talk Mississippi 97.3 It's so
0: awesome Middays with Gerard Gibbett Come on Let's get on with the show On Super Talk Mississippi In the
8: year
12: still alive if woman can survive
8: they may find
18: Say
8: is in the bill
1: future today. Welcome back everyone. Midday's final segment here on the show. Rhino has got a giveaway for us now.
2: Oh, yeah, on October 6th, legendary rock group The Beach Boys are going to be at the Brandon Amphitheater in Brandon. Tickets for the show are on sale now at ticketmaster.com or at the Brandon Amphitheater box office. But now you've got a chance to win a pair of tickets without having to hit the pocketbook. All you got to do, text in to the Ceasefire text line 601-879-4395 and be the 21st person today to text in with the key phrase California. So if you're number 21 to text into the ceasefire text line with the word California, you'll win a pair of tickets to see the Beach Boys at the Brandon Amphitheater on October 6th. And there was election fraud in California on the
1: 662. And, and uh, okay, there, there certainly could have been. I think there's election irregularities and inaccuracy in every single election. Just doesn't mean anything unless it's close. You can take out all the irregularities, the inaccuracies, the fraud, whatever the case may have been in California. It still don't change it. Not even remotely close. Yeah, just you got to go to California and spend some time there to understand the the points of view and the philosophies. All you got to do is look at at the uh, state level. They absolutely dominate in Sacramento. The Democrats. They got super majorities across the board. The governorship. Uh, all the major cities, and now even Orange County, voted not to recall. Used to be a Republican stronghold. Might as well not even have a Republican party in California at the rate it's going. They're not doing well bringing in new folks into the party. So, Biggie and Clarksdale, how about Afghan refugees coming to Mississippi? Hadn't heard anything about that, but I it wouldn't be surprising to me if they're not being dispersed all over the dang country. The rate is going. Chris, the mailman says, year to date, I'd have fifteen hundred more dollars if we didn't have a state income tax. I'm with you. Um, let's see. Big Donald in Oxford says, big cities need big government, and big government needs big dollars. That's my theory. I think there's some truth to that. Brian in Charleston, that's between Philadelphia, PA, and Pittsburgh, PA, Kentucky. <laughs> Um, Jeff Smith reminds today is equinox day and equinox day we have two of those a year right supposedly an egg will stand on its end today because of the axis of the earth two of my sisters did it this morning one in Jackson and one in Starkville thanks for that Jeff that's interesting how about that you ever tried that
2: uh, I've heard the egg one. I've also heard the broom one where you can get a broom to stand up on it then on the Equinox. But uh, cool. not to be a party pooper, you, you can do that just about every day. Okay. <laughs> Gravity doesn't change just because the day and the night are equal.
1: I got you. Uh, so also on the 662, hindsight is twenty twenty, as they say. Joe McCarthy was actually correct all those years ago. Socialists own the media today and are playing a long game with the children of today. Look at programming and commercials that are pushing liberal ideas. Also, Democrats are letting people who believe the government should take care of them above and beyond what uh, little they make flood into the country. Republicans let them do it for the cheap labor, talking about the uh, folks crossing the border. Yeah, until Republicans uh, grow some cojones and uh, push legislation that punishes companies that hire them, it'll continue to be more the same. Yeah, I think there's some degree of truth to that. You know, my solution or my suggestion has always been eliminate the minimum wage. Eliminate the minimum wage and cut down on the ridiculously easy-to-obtain unemployment benefits and all these other benefits, because it just makes hiring people even harder. That's just clear. You're competing with the government. That is socialism. That is central planning. That is intervention into markets. And that is what's causing a lot of the problems we see in our economy. Why do I need to work? The government's got my back. And they want more of that. Just like I explained earlier, uh, family leave, paid leave, even if you're not working. What are you leaving from? serious. That is in the bill. That's Wall Street Journal now. We're not, again, not talking about some sort of off-the-wall, less reputable publication. So... I don't know what song you played there, but Amanda from Pike County says that brings back junior high, Rhino. Man, Rhino's awesome at that. You got us a winner today, huh? Oh, yeah. We got Leslie's the winner. Awesome. Also, it is 30, thanks for this, Rhino. Looked it up. 34 Senate elections, 34 coming up. I said 28. I was wrong a few. 34. Let's pray that we can flip some of those seats. Thanks so much for being with us. I think Dave's in the chair tomorrow. Rhino's off. I'll be with you from Starkville on Friday. Looking forward to that. Stay
0: safe. God bless. Uh A Super Talk Mississippi Uh media production.